Hello. Okay, so we have to add this before this episode because we recorded it the other night. And then in the episode, we were like, oh, there was no news while we were gone. And then, of course, that night, some news came out. There's news. <laughs> yeah. So we're adding Breaking this before. News. So you're going to hear us say that there's no news, but really there is news. Is it good news? No. no. I don't think it's good news. Do you think it's good news? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I have no idea how much we should trust this source or this story or this publication, but here it is. So there was an article in OK Magazine, and the title says, Who's the Boss Revival in Shambles? Mm. Tony Danza complaining, Alyssa Milano causing headache for production. And the, the article says, so much for the sequel, the highly anticipated Who's the Boss revival is struggling to get off the ground. And sources tell OK that the series stars, Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano, could be partly to blame. In August 2020, Sony Pictures Television announced that Danza and Milano would be reprising their iconic characters, housekeeper Tony Maselli and his daughter, Samantha, in the continuance of the hit sitcom. The synopsis states, the new series will explore generational differences, as well as opposing worldviews and parenting styles within the dynamic of a modern family in 2020. Additionally, Milano's character is now a single mother and living in the same house the original series, which ended its eight-season run in 1992, was set in. Um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No. Oh, what? No, I was going to say... Um, how, I wonder how she got the house. <laughs> That's the well, only. That's my only thing. It's the only thing I got out of that. Well, hopefully it's because Angela's her mom, but no, I, I'm not so sure. Well, no, Angela. Right now, Angela. I mean, she was her, not a real mom. No, I know, but her, I know. If and the then they show got married. Up the but, way we want it to, they will have been married for well, like thirty years. That's so true. Angela's her mom at this point. Um, but you then know, I and guess then, like, Angela maybe, moved and left the house to her. Yeah, like or maybe, Angela's dead. <laughs> again if if it if it's the way we hope it is maybe tony and angela have like downsized and moved out okay. or something all and right. they've given her the, yeah these are all questions that i don't have answers I mean, to. they had the house forever so yeah maybe and they gave her the house we may never get these answers maybe so. samantha had problems uh so it says however the source tells OK that the revival is in shambles, to put it mildly. Tony is complaining that his character, who of course is now retired, is boring, continues the insider, and Alyssa's A-list requests, like a luxury trailer and personal chef, are causing a headache for production. I know, that's why I just get like, well... I know. It says, reps for the actors deny reports of any setbacks. Okay, so I can, honestly, I could see Tony complaining about that. Yeah, that part I can see. <laughs> right. um, you know, I know that there, there are people who hate Alyssa Milano. Right. And there are people who love Alyssa Milano. And then there are people in the middle, like me, who I like Alyssa Milano just fine. Right. Um, I'm mostly aligned with her political beliefs, but that's not, that's besides the point. But I, I don't know. I feel like she's not really the type to like demand some luxury trailer and a personal chef, but who knows? Right. I don't know Alyssa no Milano. No idea. We don't know. Yeah. It seems odd to me. Unfortunately for well, fans. Well, it just seems odd that it's, that's like, that, you know what I mean? Like nothing is developing with this series, but yet I'm going to let you know I'm going to need a personal <laughs> chef. And, exactly. Like they haven't even gotten, they don't probably know, don't even know like, where it's going to be shot. They I, don't know who or, the hell is writing it. Right. They don't know what's going on. I and feel yet like that would be demands that would be made closer to production. Right. Like, oh, here's my writer. Here's what I want. Right. Like not like, hey, I know you don't have a script. We don't know who's writing it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to need a personal chef. And a... 
fancy trailer or something. I Unfortunately for Seems fans, there will be some beloved names missing from the new installment. Catherine Hellman, who starred as Mona Robinson, passed away in 2019. Meanwhile, Danny Pintaro, Jonathan Bauer, and Judith Light, Angela Bauer, have opted not to return. So as far See, as I wonder Danny, about that too. I know, as far as Danny, we know that that's not true. Whether or not he's been asked to return or told he's not returning, I don't know. Mm-hmm, uh, again, the Judith, I could totally see her saying that she's not returning. The initial excitement of getting Danza 70 and Milano 48 to sign on, producers are realizing... Oh, I'm sorry. After the initial excitement of Danza 70 and Milano 48 to sign, getting them to sign on, producers are realizing that without Light 72 and the original series Other Big Stars, the project is half-baked. Mm. It just doesn't seem like people are excited about it, the source says, pointing out that there hasn't been any official news about the reboot in months. Hey, listen, we've been doing all we can here, people. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We've been trying to get some excitement, but I kind of agree with that. There hasn't been any news from the actors who are involved in months, so that's not a very good sign. Uh, Back in November 2020, a source told OK that Milano, who has been outspoken about politics on social media, is a magnet for internet trolls. And if she wants to be a sitcom star, the whole country can embrace. She has to learn to read the room. However, she's still the key to getting this project off the ground. And the hope is that she can develop some awareness before the buyers back out. Again, I don't really believe that. No. Because I kind of feel like... The people who are boycotting Alyssa Milano would be the same people who are like the million mom march that wants to boy- boycott tar- Target over something ridiculous. I right, think. right. Or a movie, you know, certain yeah. movie coming out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like or... that isn't... She seems to be working just fine. She yeah. just shot some kind of movie. So, anyway, that's the news. That's all we got. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, there's a good chance we're never going to see this. But we're still going to continue this podcast. Oh, Yeah. We didn't start it for the... Yeah, no. I mean, I, we started it because we thought maybe it would help build some excitement around it. <laughs> and listen, the, we have about 100 people who are very f***ing excited with us, okay? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, we've got our little group here. We're all excited. So yeah, I think we're excited. we've all done what we can do. And so if they want, really want this project to happen, then... But I, I will say that on Instagram, when I posted this article, so many of the comments are also like, if... Judith, if Angela Bauer's not it, then don't bother. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. So, okay, we'll see you in a minute. All right. Hey, Mona, how's the pain going? Don't change the subject. Dish me the dirt about last night. Mona, if you don't mind, I'd rather not talk about it. All right, all right, Mr. Sensitive. Not another word. Not even in my sleep. <laughs> oh, hey, Mo, look who it is. Ready? Hit it. It's, it's somebody's birthday. birthday. I wonder who. It's somebody right it's in this room near you. So look all around you until you see who. He's laughing and smiling. My goodness, it's you. You guys. All right, all right. What does the birthday girl want for her birthday breakfast? Birthday omelet, birthday pancakes, birthday French toast. <laughs> Some birthday coffee with a little birthday milk. And you know, the birthday sugar is right on the table. Thank you. Think I'm going to have a birthday barf. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to... Hey, yo. Oh, hey. The Who's the Boss podcast. I'm Tori. Yeah, I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. 
This is our first time back in a few oh, weeks. I know. It's been a while. I'm, feel, I'm rusty. I, I feel rusty. <laughs> I don't I know was, what to do. I was trying to remember how we do this, how everything's set up. I listened to our last podcast episode yesterday just so I would have a good idea as to what it was we do. I had forgotten. But here we are. And when, before we left, we said, you know, if there's been any big news, we don't know about it. And there was no news. Okay. Uh, Julia, uh, Julia, Judith Light got cast, I believe, on an HBO show called Julia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's great news for her. It's probably bad news for us, but right. what are we going to do at this point? I mean, I'm just going to be happy for her, and I'm going to watch that show. Yeah, exactly. We're never going to know. I think it's about Julia Child. She does not play Julia Child, however. Um, Ch- it's Child? Oh, what child. is it? Is it Child's? Childs. Oh. Oh my. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm probably wrong. I don't know who she is. Okay. I mean, I kind of do. Didn't they already have a movie with her played yeah, by yeah. Meryl Streep? You, you're right. Oh, okay. Right. She's the cook. Yes. Yeah, she's Julia Child. I think, I think it's a chef when you're that famous and good at what you do. I don't know. The, the, Wiki, make, the Wikipedia dinner, says it's... the Wikipedia says American cook. <laughs> When I make dinner, Back in the it's day, a cook. It's a cook. I don't know. <laughs> when she makes dinner, it's a chef. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, so today we are going to cover episode oh, season four. See, I'm rusty. I know. And where did it's I lost my... Feeling. Hang on, where does my paper go? Oh, no. No, I have it. Okay. Hang on. Okay, it's season four, episode 23. So we are at the second to last episode. This is almost it. Yep. This first aired on Tuesday, May 10th, 1988, and the TV Guide summary says, Angela finds herself in an embarrassing situation after whispering sweet nothings for Tony in her sleep. Oh, boy. Okay. Do you have yours pulled up? I do. Oh, you do? do. Okay. I'm ready I thought maybe you forgot. No, I would never forget that. Or I was hoping that you had forgotten. I just have one, (laughs) and it's Tony is grumpy. When the others fail to keep a surprise birthday preparations for Angela secret. But she's soon overheard in her sleep uttering a secret even to herself. Oh. She has lusting dreams about Tony. <laughs> Although she does a lousy job covering up, she only realizes everybody knows just before her party and sneaks out, ashamed to toast alone. <laughs> Tony finds, Tony finds and reassures her it's all natural and innocent. <laughs> it's all I natural think, and innocent. I think it's a perfect description. <laughs> that is that is fantastic. <laughs> is that the same person who's yeah. been writing them all yeah. along? All right, that is their best work. I know, that's good. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. Okay, and I guess we can get into this more as we go through, but so do you really think she was having like an actual sex dream? I mean, what? All right, well... <laughs> We'll get yeah, there. Let's just go. Okay. Now, when this episode opens, to, uh, did we do everything we were supposed to do? Um, yeah, no, right? no, no, no. We no, didn't no, talk we about didn't. the writers. Okay. The writers are Ken Cinnamon and Karen Wengrod. Okay. So, you know, we're getting to the end of the season here because I feel like they pull out like some of the more um, seasoned writing seasoned. teams for these endings. Ken episodes. Cinnamon season. No. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't even mean that, but I love his name. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this is the second to the last episode. And when we get to this last episode, I think we're going to have a debate here as to whether or not we think <laughs> this should have been the season finale or the next episode. Oh, all right. 
So you, you have to tell me what you think. Okay, that's there. interesting because this feels like it could have been. Yeah, right? Because they usually kind of ramp up the relationship stuff for the final episode of the season. But I don't actually fully remember this season finale. So we got to watch it and then we'll discuss. Okay. Okay. So when this episode opens, Tony's in the kitchen and he's counting candles. And he's saying 28. Oh, is that what he's doing? Oh, okay. 30. Yes. He's counting candles in a box. And Samantha walks in. Tony's like, okay, how does this sound? It's somebody's birthday. I wonder who... It's Angela Bowers, and she's looking almost as good as new. Mm. It's not good. And no. Don't, don't use it, Tony. It's freaking terrible. <laughs> now, this is a song that Tony Danzer really sings, which is, you'll see it later, which is the It's Somebody's Birthday, I Wonder Who. Right. Somebody right in this room, it's you, or something like that. Yeah. And that's like a Tony Danzer thing, and I think he would sing it to people on the show, and then it was another thing that worked its way into on, the show. Okay. And even Samantha's like, that's, I mean, I don't think that's going to get you anywhere, Dad. No. <laughs> She's being nice about it. And he says he cannot wait until Friday. He can't wait to yell He's so surprised. excited. He is so. <laughs> for somebody else's birthday party. <laughs> but see, this is why Tony and Angela are perfect for each other. Because Tony is a giver. And he okay. loves the idea of throwing somebody a party. Yeah. Making them a cake and yeah. making them feel good. And Angela really needs that validation in her life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's true. Uh, and Samantha says, you know, I don't know how you managed to schedule this surprise party. And there's no way we're going to make it to Friday because she's going to find out, especially with that immature little blabbermouth in the house. Mm-hmm. And Tony says, no way. But Mona says she wasn't going to say anything. So we know Samantha's talking about Jonathan. <laughs> right. Did she just go put bread in the cabinet? Yes, she did. Is that where people keep bread? I don't know. In a cabinet? I, I don't. I mean, no, that's not a pantry. Maybe. <laughs> I, all right, let's just. You know what, though? Let's... They actually don't have a pantry in this kitchen now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, so that's the pantry, the yes, cabinet. Yes, and another time, <laughs> Tony took tomatoes out of the cabinet that was above the <laughs> refrigerator remember yeah i do remember where do they keep their plates i don't know okay in another cabinet there's a whole wall that is true there's a whole wall that we don't see yeah see it that's could be where the pantry is exactly so samantha says i gotta go help my roomie move in and tony's like what are you talking about she says mona is gonna stay with me while she's her apartment is being painted if that's okay with you and Tony's like, well, what if it's not okay with Yeah, me? what's the alternative? She says, well, then she takes your room and you get to sleep on the couch. So he's like, okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine he with says, me. Right. And then he says, go help your roomie. Yeah, and go she help does your something pretty cool, like very Tony here. She says, all right. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> he yes. He says, go help your roomie. And she says, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool, like, you know, daughter. Yeah, up like, the things like that father, father, like father, like daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yes, very cute. Picking up her dad jokes. Yeah. Um, that's not really a dad joke. No, but, but that's know, like his a, thing. A catchphrase. He's, yeah. he's very upright. So Samantha leaves and Angela comes in. And Tony tries to hide the candles he's been counting really quickly. And she, he says, hey, Angela. And she's like, hello. And then she says, Tony, tell me what day is tomorrow? And he says, Thursday. And she's like, oh, okay. And then what day is after that? The day after that must be Friday, the 20th. 
Tony's like, oh, right. Thanks for reminding me. Because on Saturday, the 21st, I need to clean out the garage. Mm, Not the right answer. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay. Well, then did I tell you that I went shopping the other day? And he's like, oh, no. Uh, Where'd you go? She's like, oh, the usual Bloomingdale's, Saks, Bonwits. Oh, did you look up Bonwit? Bonwit Teller. Yeah. uh, Was... Uh, a luxury department store in New York City founded by oh. Paul Bonwit in 1895 at 6th Avenue and 18th Street. And later, a chain department store. So Does it say if they're still around? Well, no, it says was, but maybe it became something else. I don't know. That's um, true. It could have been bought by someone. I don't know. It just says... Li- no, it just says fate liquidated in 1990. Oh, oh wow. So soon after this... This episode's 88. Oh, that's true. Two years later, yeah. the Bonwit. Okay, Bonwits, so that makes Bonwits sense. went away. That uh, we didn't know. And then she says that she also she went to Hallmark. Mm, and he's like, Hallmark. oh, I knew I forgot something. And she gets excited. Right. And then he says, Bloomies is having a great sale on sweat socks. And, and you know, only <laughs> Tony would know that Bloomingdale's is having a sale <laughs> On sweat socks, because he probably <laughs> reads the papers, and he oh, looks at the course. coupons yep. and the All the ads. flyers, yeah. So he would know. Because at first I'm like, how would he know there's a sale on sweat socks at... True, I mean, unless yeah. it's a commercial. But yeah. I, I, then I just picture Tony reading the paper and cutting coupons and stuff. <laughs> but you know that Tony I'm buys his sweat deals. socks at Woolworths. Like, there's no way he's going to Bloomingdale's for sweat socks, I know, but right? he's just remembering that yeah. he saw the sale. That's all. He <laughs> or he's completely it. making it up. True. There's also that. So then she says, on the way home, the strangest image popped into her head. It was a forest... And all the ground was chocolate fudge cake. This is so obnoxious. And all the animals were wearing cone hats. Oh my gosh, come on. <laughs> and all the trees had little flames on them. It sounds like a, a vicious forest fire to me. <laughs> and all those animals are going to die <laughs> if the trees have flames on them. Sorry. You, you I'm, I'm picturing sorry. something like out of Dr. Seuss. I'm picturing a terrible forest fire. <laughs> and he says, about how many trees? And she says late 20-ish. Okay, so Judith Light is actually 39 here. And I would say that Angela is close in age to Judith Light. So yeah, but Angela's turning 39. Of course, yes. Right, okay. Which was another big thing in the... And is that still a, th- like, is that still a thing? I mean, I still think it's a thing to joke. Yeah. Because like, a lot of people will be like, I'm 39 for the fourth straight year in I re- a row. Right. I remember that as a kid, a big one of like, nobody turned older than 29. Right. That maybe this is why I have such a fear of grow- of growing old. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We can't sit here like, and analyze that right now. <laughs> we got stuff to do. I know. But like, I feel like now, if you like, if my kids ask me my age, they know my age. I'm not joking about being 29 because this is the reality. I know, but they also say when you, I say or you say I'm old, they say you're not old. Yeah, that is, and that's cute. very sweet. That I they know. Say that. Because I remember thinking when I was a kid, thinking my parents are old. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't remember. Well, my mom was pretty young. Not old. I mean, not old, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's funny. I always thought my mom was young. My mom was young. Um, She was like 22 and she had me, so we're not that far apart in age. But yeah, and the girls say that to me too. They'll be like, we'll go somewhere. They'll be like, I bet they think you're my sister. And I'm like, that's real sweet, but no one thinks I'm your sister (laughs) (laughs) because I'm clearly 44 or 45. No, not yet. 44. Um, you don't even know. No, I don't. But 
Yeah, I just feel like now women are a little more empowered to just be like, yeah, I'm 44. And this is what it is, you know? Like, why are we hiding our age? Why are we trying to act like we're younger? She sits down, and right then, Samantha and Mona come in. And for some reason, they're holding speakers. Mona's bringing speakers over to spend the night in yeah, Samantha's that's what, room. I didn't, I didn't understand that either. Like, <laughs> what is the significance of them carrying the speaker? Like, does, I think it's because... Do you think... Um, Samantha doesn't have a stereo in her room. I think really it's because they needed to be holding something that obstructed their view. That's so what I think. They didn't immediately see that Angela was sitting there. So they put in the, in the prop room and they grabbed right. big old speakers. <laughs> and they were like, oh, these two speakers. That makes sense. Because they're probably going to want to blast music in Samantha's room in the middle of the night. While they drink Shasta. And, and we already know the spot. walls must be super thin. So they're going to hear right. this music. All right. So they can't see Angela sitting there because they're walking backwards and holding these two enormous speakers. Which is so funny because, like, do they even sell speakers this size anymore? Um, no, Maybe, no. like, professional no. concerts. Well, <laughs> yes, but I'm talking about, like, you can't, uh, you can't go to, like, a store and buy a stereo with tremendous speakers <laughs> like that. They have just, like, Bluetooth speakers that are loud and smaller. And Mona says, don't worry, I'm not going to tell Angela about the surprise party. Right. So Tony's like, you immature little blabber mouth. And then Angela starts squealing in the way that only Angela can. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, you didn't forget. And Sam's like, oh, yes, no, this was all dad's idea. So then she's still squealing. Like, how did you know I wanted a surprise party? And he says, because you told me last year at your party. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she's getting all excited still. And he's like, Angela, will you please stop with all the awing? And he goes over to Mona, and he's all mad. He's like, why did you tell her? And she says, don't worry. I didn't tell her about the sweater you bought her. Oh. The whole thing's ruined. Right. Now, that time, she just said it to be mean, because she wow. knew Angela was standing right there. I know. Okay, so now we get to the point of this episode. So it's late at night, and we see a shot from like that main area of the hallway oh, upstairs. Right. We see Angela's bedroom door, and it's late. And they kind of zoom in on the door, and Tony's coming up the stairs. Again, a midnight snack. Yeah, but not a snack. It's a midnight meal. He has a full sandwich and a large glass of milk. And he hears his name. He hears someone say, Tony. So he's like, oh, that sounds like Angela. And he walks over to her door, and he's like, hey, Angela, you're all right? And then she's like, Tony. And he says... Oh, oh, all right. Oh, no, she says, oh, Tony. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess so. I guess hey. so. <laughs> and then he walks away. He walks away. away with his milk and his sandwich. <laughs> and then she's giggling and saying, Tony, and he walks, he goes in and shuts the door. And he's quite proud of himself. Whatever he's doing in his sleep, he's, he's proud, very proud he's, of himself. He's great. Yeah, he's excited. He's <laughs> in having <her> sex <laughs> in Angela's dreams. So, yeah, so do you think, okay, so now Jonathan comes, it's the next morning. And Angela comes downstairs, and Jonathan's getting ready for school. He's putting his jacket on, and she's like, how, how are you doing? And he's saying that he had trouble. He didn't sleep well. She's like, oh, you couldn't fall asleep? He said, no, I had trouble staying asleep because you kept calling Tony's name. And she's like, what? Yeah, she's like, huh? Yeah, she's like, oh, no, you must have been dreaming. And he's like, no, no, it sounded like Tony. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I don't mean... I, I couldn't have. And then he says, oh, Tony. Mm, I know, terrible. It's, it's I like <laughs> cr- cringing I watching that scene. Okay, but what's so funny is like, what do you think they told Danny Pintaro here about how to deliver that line? 
I mean, they probably just told him the way to do it. Yeah. The way they and to, do you, you think you he just like, have to say, "Oh, Tony"? Right. <laughs> now, do you think he like questioned it? Do you think he? I no, mean, because he probably did a lot of things he didn't understand what the heck he was doing. That's true. On the show. But also now, what is he like? Eleven or twelve here? I feel like we were a little less naive than kids these days as much. Maybe. So like maybe he kind of had an idea of what he was doing, but I don't know. I I would love this this. Part, if we ever get to talk to Danny Pintaro, this scene and the one where he had to say, why don't you guys have sex already or whatever? Yeah. I would love to know like what <laughs> they actually told him yeah, before he had he to deliver those too. lines. Yeah. <laughs> but this is great because normally we don't really get to see Jonathan doing much in the episode. And I really enjoy the Jonathan parts in this episode. He does a great job. Yes, this is a good, good Jonathan yes, episode. Yes, very good. So then Angela's like, okay, I get the picture. <laughs> and he's, she says, you know what? I remember now. I did call Tony's name last night because my window was stuck. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. And I couldn't get it open. And he says, uh, he looks at her like he doesn't understand what she's saying. And then Samantha walks in. And this is really cute. She says to Jonathan, come on, Pop-Tart. We're going to be late. We're going <laughs> to miss the bus. I know. Which is sweet because normally we don't see her being very nice to him. And this was a sweet little uh moment for them yeah you can yeah you get them every once in a while yeah and so he says mom why would you want the window open it's freezing outside and she says oh you know cold air is good for you zip up and then she pushes him out the door (laughs) cold air is good for you zip up (laughs) so wait is it this episode aired in may but i wonder if it's supposed to take place in may and i honestly have no idea when angela's birthday is supposed to be i was assuming it's may 20th because she said the 20th and we're in may but possibly not because it wouldn't be that would it still be that cold in New York in May? I have um, no idea. I don't know. Maybe, maybe cool. Maybe. That's true. Okay. So she um, pushes them out the door and then shuts it. And she's like, oh, no. So she walks into the kitchen. And the shot of her in this kitchen with these shoulder pads and, uh, is insane. Aggressive. Yeah. It, and it almost like one looks a little bigger than the other. So you're like trying to, <laughs> it does. you're trying to feel bad for Angela in this moment. And all I can do is look at those shoulder pads. So then Tony says, Hey, morning, Angela, what's your pleasure? And she says, why, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> okay. So then now I really do think that Angela was having an actual sex dream. Yeah. yeah I mean, and she just doesn't remember it at all. I guess not. So, all right. I mean, she's all, oh, Tony. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, okay, has this ever happened to you? And I'm just going to overshare here. Have you ever had a sex dream about someone? And it doesn't, it's normally, it's not even someone, you know, that you normally find attractive in real life. And you don't remember it until you see that person. <laughs> has that ever happened to you? No. Okay, that's happened to me too. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. That's happened to me twice in like the last 10 years. And it would be like some random person that I don't like normally. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then I would, it it was work people both times. And when I got to work, I didn't remember that it had happened until I saw the person. And then I was like, oh, dear God. Maybe I did have that, but I don't. I don't know. I feel like I did, but I just don't remember. Yeah. Remember. Next time it happens. If it happened to anyone else out there, next time it happens to you, you'll remember. All right. Now <laughs> but, I will. But so like now, do you think that she didn't remember it or she's remembering now when she sees Tony? Like I, they don't really say no. if she remembers she like, just what knows, she dreamt at all. She just knows that Jonathan told her. Right. I think she has no recollection of it. 
And now she's just embarrassed. Which because, is strange, but... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, some people don't remember their dreams at all, though. Okay, so... Yeah, so he says, what's your pleasure? She says, why, what do you mean? And he's like, nothing. I mean, what do you want for breakfast? And she says, oh, just coffee. And then she says that she didn't sleep very well, and she asks him how he slept. And he's like, oh, I slept like a lot. Right, now she's just fishing to right. see if he heard yeah. her um, having sex dreams. <laughs> yeah. This is an episode of Angela fishing for <laughs> trying to get people to find out if they remember something or remember something. And then she's like, oh, you didn't hear any strange noises? And he says, oh, no, like what? And she, you don't have this on. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. So the Antenna TV uh, version of this episode cuts this part out. But Angela says, well, Jonathan was talking in his sleep. I think it was something about wanting a pony. What's funny here is that Tony goes, pony. <laughs> he says it the same way <laughs> she was <laughs> saying Tony. Oh, I know. So silly. <laughs> I know. It's funny. Uh, and he's like, oh, all right. Well, you know, I don't, I didn't hear that. But once my head hits this, p- the pillow, it's lights out. Z City, good night, Mrs. Calabash. Yeah. So I looked up the Mrs. Calabash reference. Yes. Because I did, I figured it was a TV show or something. And it is a catchphrase from Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Am I saying his name correctly? Yeah, Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Durante. Okay. And he was an actor, comedian, singer, kind of variety show um, guy. And for years, no one knew what it was a reference to. And I guess he had two trademarks. The other one was Inka Dinka Doo. Did you know that? No, that's him. I did yeah, not know that. Our kids always sing that with your mom. Okay, so, yeah, for years, people thought that it could have been a reference to a restaurant owner in Calabash, North Carolina, where Durante and some of his people had eaten a few times. Oh. Um, and But then later, he said that the reference was actually a tribute to his first wife. Um, when they were driving across the country, they stopped in a small town named Calabash, North Carolina. Mm. And his wife really liked the name. So he used to call her Mrs. Calabash as a pet name. And uh. then after she died, he would sign off his radio program with Good Night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever, wherever you, you are. are. Right. Yeah, yeah, I read that part. Yeah. So that's sweet. I think it is, too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That seems like an older reference, even for 1988, but it's Tony, so he would totally know that reference. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yes, yes, he would. Uh, so she's like, okay, well, you know, I, I better get going. He's like, okay, have a nice day. And she walks out. And then she walks right back in. And she's like, you know, just curious, say Jonathan talks in his sleep again tonight. And he's like, well, he probably won't, but if he does, I know how to stop it. And she's like, oh, yeah? And he says, yes. I used to have a teammate named Big Ted O'Brien. And he started mm. sleep talking about this lady fan. And he was worried that his wife was going to find out. So the doctor told him, you got to exercise, take a hot bath, and have some warm milk right before bed. And she asked, did it work? And he says, no, his wife caught them underneath the bleachers. <laughs> or warming up in the bullpen. Oh, warming up <laughs> And in the then bullpen. she says, no, I mean for the sleep talking. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, worked like a charm. <laughs> so he knows that she's asking because she's worried she's going to sleep talk again. And he's giving her advice. He knows that she's not talking about Jonathan. So she's like, okay, great. And then she leaves. And then Tony has this look on his face like he's confused as to why she's asking. But he knows exactly why she's asking. 
So now we're at the next night. And Mona's staying over. So Mona and Sam are coming down the stairs. <laughs> and I love their these hair. These weird curlers. I know. So they put like these, like, I, they still sell these, I'm pretty sure. Oh, these, really? Like, oh, I think so, yeah. Or at least some version of them. My mom has like six packs. She did the hair, my girls, our girls' hair in curls oh, quite okay. a few times when we well, were in Georgia. So they're just kind of like, you wrap the hair around it and then you twist the little noodle thing so it stays in place and you can sleep. But a couple of things make are funny about this because one, you know, both Mona and Samantha haven't been in a scene since the earlier kitchen one. So they had a good amount of time to be able to do their hair, which they normally wouldn't. But they're going to have to get their hair out of this and then back into like a regular hairstyle if they shot this in sequence, which I'm sure they did. Yeah. And then the other thing I love is that Samantha has one that is sticking straight up out of the top of her head like a unicorn. <laughs> And then when she like nods her head, it's flopping around. And you know they had to have done that on purpose. And it's adorable. So they come down the stairs and they're going to go into the kitchen. They're going to grab a bunch of food. And then they're going to stuff their faces and talk about boys all night long. Which is kind of gross (laughs) because grandma's going to talk about boys. But whatever. (laughs) I don't know. I know. But hopefully in an age appropriate way (laughs) well i yeah i mean i guess i kind of took that as like she's gonna listen to all sam's boy problems for the night okay i hope so yeah let's let's just hope that that's it we don't want to know mona's problems then they're gonna tell her dad that they went to sleep at 10 o'clock and sam's like mona you're such a bad influence we need to do this more often right so they go walking towards the kitchen and they hear a noise coming out of the kitchen so they're like oh no do you think it's a burglar? My closed captioning says a burger. <laughs> a burger. <laughs> Do you think it's a burger? It is a kitchen. <laughs> That's true. And Mona's like, I hope not. I look like a wreck. As if, if, if she looked good, then she would try to attract the burglar. So they go into the kitchen, and it's Angela, and she's doing jumping jacks. So she's in her pajamas. She's got her hair up in a towel. So we can assume that she's already taken a hot bath. Now she's exercising, and she's going to have some more milk after this. So Sam's like, Angela, what are you doing? Why are you jumping up and down? Angela's like, oh, you know, I think I'm just... Well, she was like, was I jumping up and down? Oh, does she ask that? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, what? Then she says, oh, you know, I think I'm just really revved up about my birthday. And then Mona makes a comment about her turban being wound too tight. I can't tell if that's inappropriate. I don't know either. I know, because I feel like... I thought the same you thing. Can st- Still use that reference with, but I, why can't you just say towel? Like, why is your towel wrapped? Or your, right, like, why is it going to be wrapped? turban? Because yeah. it's wrapped up like a turban, so I yeah. don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah, I know. I'm just, let's stay away from let's it. Let's keep going. Okay, so now it's later that night, and all of the things that Angela did, did nothing. Because you hear from her bedroom door again, from the hallway, Tony. Yeah. So Jonathan comes out and he's like, huh, guess the window's stuck again. Right, yeah. <laughs> he's fed up. And as he comes out, <laughs> now Mona and Sam also hear, the walls are thin. So like if these two ever get together, there really is, there's no sex There's no privacy, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to be quiet, real quiet. They, they come out and they stand by the door. Then Tony comes out and stands by the door. And Angela's saying something like, listen, Tony, listen to me. Right. And Mona's like, we're all listening. I know. <laughs> and Tony's like, you know, she's probably just having a bad dream. Let's go back to bed. But then Angela starts laughing through the door. So they're like, uh, it doesn't sound like it's a bad dream to me. 
again, Tony's like, everybody stop it. Get away from the door. Go back to your room. Because he's probably a little nervous as to what's going to come out of there next. True. Right. He doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so right as everyone's... <laughs> could be dirty horse. I don't know. <laughs> you think Angela knows any dirty words? I don't know. We don't know what Angela knows in the bedroom. So, <laughs> that's true. I I have had the I do get the feeling that Angela's uh, not quite as naive as she acts like in front of her mother, but just in relation to Mona, everyone seems naive. Okay, so he's trying to get everyone away from the door, and then uh, you hear Angela say, "Tony, I love you." Mm. And everyone turns around and looks at Tony, and Tony says, pancakes for breakfast? Yeah, he's yeah. just not having it. <laughs> so now the next morning, this is another scene that Antenna TV version cuts. And this scene is always cut, and I love it so much that I really wish that they wouldn't ever cut it. It's adorable. So he's serving up pancakes for breakfast, just like you said. He said that the night before. Yep. yep. And Sam just kind of has this dreamy look on her face. And Jonathan's just kind of looking around because he's not really sure what's going on, <laughs> but he knows yeah, it's something he's good. He's confused. And then Jonathan says to Tony, why did mom say that about you last night? And Tony's like, you know what? We don't even know that she was talking about me. She knows lots of other Tonys. Right. How many Tonys does she know? <laughs> Sam's like, who? And he's like, Tony Bennett, Tony Randall, Tony the Mechanic. Sam's like, his name is Julio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And he's like, all right. Tony says, okay, so maybe she was talking about me, but it's probably just because I'm throwing her this surprise party. And you know how she gets, she's very sentimental. And Sam's not buying that either. She's like, that's people, dad. And he says, okay, all right, well, you know, what did Angela really say last night? It said that she loved me. And he's like, so I love her just like I love you and I love you. He says, this is a very loving household. So Sam gets up, and this is the part that's normally cut out, where she says, you know, Dad, I'm, it's fine. I'm really happy for you. And if things work out, I have dibs on your room. And then Jonathan's like, wait, are you saying what I think you're saying? And she says, yep, your mom has a bad for my dad. And my dad has cocker spaniel eyes for your mom. My closed captioning says mug. Yeah, I tried to look up cocker spaniel eyes. Yeah, I had never heard of that before. I don't see anything really. I mean, like, I've heard of puppy do- puppy dog eyes, right? Um, yeah. Or Betty Davis eyes, <laughs> but not Cocker Spaniel yeah, eyes. No, I didn't know if that was a thing. I looked yeah, it up. Yeah, me either. But I guess she's just trying to say that, like, he has puppy dog eyes for her. And he... Sure. <laughs> so, like, this is basically Sam saying, like, we're totally fine with you guys getting together. And we're not even going to be completely scandalized if I have to move into a different room because yours is now vacated. Why would she want that room, though? I I don't know. I still think Tony has a a three-quarter bathroom in his room, and that's why. I'm going to stand by that. All right. (laughs) He's like, okay, excuse me. Nobody has it bad for anyone, and the only dog eyes around here are Grover's. Grover's not dead yet. I know. That's a good sign. (laughs) I don't think we're ever going to see Grover again. But we do have another Grover reference, at least. Yeah. And he's apparently still there somewhere. We just don't ever see him. So he's like, you know what? All right. So Angela thinks I'm a terrific man. Well, I think she's a terrific woman. And we're both terrific people. And if anything should ever happen to change that, you'll be the first to know. Jonathan says if she talks any louder, the neighbors are going to be the first to know. 
it's true. So he's good little zing. Yep. So he's saying, you know, we need to respect her privacy. These were her very private thoughts. We don't want to do anything to ruin her birthday. So you just need to stay quiet. And Sam tells Jonathan, we got to lie. <laughs> and Jonathan's like, what? And Tony's well, like, we got to lie. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tony doesn't want to have to say it, but he's like, yeah, you're going to need to lie here. So they go out into the living room where Angela is looking at herself in the mirror. I guess she's looking to see if she looks any older than she did yesterday. <laughs> Right. She doesn't look a day over 29. <laughs> yeah. So the kids come out and they're like, oh, and they see her. But Sam's like, play it cool. So they walk out there and she's like, oh, hi, sweethearts. And they're like, hi, hi, mom. Hi, Angela. And then she's like, is there anything you want to say to me? And they like look at each other and Sam's like, that's a great dress. And she's like, anything else? Uh, nice hairdo. And she's like, well, I was expecting to hear happy birthday. I love you. Mm. Now, do kids ever remember your birthday? No. No. <laughs> They'll remember like the day before, but for a kid to wake up that ne- that actual morning and like remember to say happy birthday, that hardly ever happens, yeah. right? No. Or Mother's no. Day. So true. He, Jonathan says, happy birthday, mom. I love you. And he gives her a hug. And then Sam says, happy birthday, Angela. I love you too. And she gives her a hug. I think it's sweet that she's saying, I love you to Angela. Oh, yeah, for and sure. It doesn't seem it's like it's the first time they've said it. So no. that's cute. So Sam says, you know, we are a very loving household. <laughs> and Ju- um, Judith, uh, what's her name? Angela says, we are a very Angela. lucky bunch. <laughs> so she says to Jonathan, now, how did you sleep last night? And he's like, oh, I I slept great. I slept like a log. I think I even snored. And he makes little snoring noises. (laughs) And then she's like, okay, well, that's great. And she says, I'll see you guys later at the birthday fest. She gives Jonathan a kiss and they go to leave. And he's like, how did I do? And Sam's like, you did great. But next time, lose the snoring part. (laughs) Yeah, right. So they go out the front door. Now, in the kitchen, Tony's preparing Angela's cake. And Mona comes in the back door. And all she wants to do is talk about what happened last night. He asks her, how's the painting going? She's like, don't change the subject. She wants to hear about what last night. But like, he doesn't know anything else than she does. Like he's, it's not like Angela would have said anything to him this morning, but I guess she just wants to see how he feels about it. And she's making a joke like, okay, I won't say another word, not even in my sleep. And right then, Angela comes in. And here's where they do the little song, which is, it's somebody's birthday, I wonder who. I know. It's somebody right in this room near you. So look all around until you see who's laughing and smiling. My goodness, it's you. Oh, uh, good job. I would not have remembered that. <laughs> well, I have the closed captioning. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's the little song that he does. And she's awing and squealing, and she's just so excited. And she's like, thank you, thank you, and everything. So he gets, he pulls out her chair, and he says, what does the birthday girl want for her birthday breakfast? She says, just a little, he's saying a birthday omelet, like he's trying to throw out some stuff. She's like, no, just a little birthday coffee with a little birthday milk. That's very Angela. Tony says, the birthday sugar is right on the table. Mm. And then Mona says, I think I'm going to go have a birthday I thought Tony was the birthday sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Finding this episode. Only after dark. Yeah, that's right. So Mona says, I'm going to go have a birthday barf. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> So funny. she tells Angela, I have a special present for you today. I'm not going into the office. And Angela says, you know what I want. <laughs> she <laughs> says, I have to keep an eye on the painters in the apartment. 
One of them works without a shirt on. And Tony says, that's because you have the thermostat jacked up to 90. And she says, I wonder what he would take off at 100. I, I, I mean, know. <laughs> come on. What so, are we going to do with the painters? And and, the- I, I know. It's it's Mona. I know. Angela said this this Mona's line. So they said that you know they cast an older woman and had her Angela's mother because the line seemed funnier coming out of Catherine Hellman's mouth than a younger woman. It really would have seemed kind of creepy coming out of a younger woman's mouth. No, I know. But I, not I the do. Time, I guess. I I maybe. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. It is cute for her because you know we don't know how much of this she's just playing up as, and how That's much true. she's. <laughs> So Angela's, Angela drank none of her birthday coffee and didn't put any birthday sugar in it. She gets up from the table already and says, all right, well, I got to go. So I'm going to leave you to your cheap thrills and I'll see you at six. And then Tony says, don't be late. Remember, it's a surprise party. And she says, I know. I know. <laughs> so once Angela's gone, Mona wants to get right back to talking about the sleep talking. And she's like, where were we? He says, you were prying and I was ignoring you. And he, meanwhile, he's making the cake. Just right. He's still, he's still trying to mix up this cake. I know. And he, she's, she says, I bet that I will win. And he's like, listen, you need to drop this because us discussing Angela's sleep talk is just as bad as reading her mail. And Mona's like, well, I do that too. Of course she does. <laughs> and we already we also know from the prom night episode that Mona read her diary when she was a kid. I know. Also. <laughs> Just ripping right into the mail, yep. checking the diary. Now we go to a living room shot where we see Angela looking for something and she can't find it and it's her keys. So she walks back towards the kitchen door just in time to hear Tony say she was just sleep talking. And then Mona says she was sleep gushing. Yeah. So now she's like, oh no, I said something again. How convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now Jonathan runs back in the house and he's like, hi mommy. And she's like, oh, what, Jonathan, what are you doing back? He's like, I forgot my homework. The bus is waiting. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I was just looking for my keys. And then he finds them underneath the homework that he left. He's like, your keys are right here. And as he walks out, he's like, by the way, you can hear better if you tilt your head. Right. And then he tips his little cap. I know. It's so cute. Yeah. I don't know what was happening there. I know. It's awesome. And then she really tilts. Tilts yes, she does. Her head, which is funny. It does that really work? I don't know, but it's it's what he said to do, and she right, did it. Right, and she did it. Yeah, Jonathan's great in this episode. If they could have found ways to incorporate him, as well as they did in this one and other ones. I know, I know, and I don't know. Yeah, they they did do a good job. Like I was trying to figure out, like maybe that they intentionally i mean I'm, I'm sure they intentionally worked him in but like the whole story revolved around yeah i mean it's like i know what you're saying like it's more of an angela it's just it's convenient like they don't have a lot there's not a lot of effort to work the kids in right there was an the easy way to work him into this right one, that's, that's what i'm trying yeah <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> where normally it's harder for him because with sam she can have you know boy problems or like we know nothing about jonathan i know we don't see and him a lot at school he has no friends and a lot of the dialogue usually goes between the adult, the adults yeah. anyway, because that's the situation. Right. Yeah. But um, I really like him in this one, and I think he does an excellent job. Okay. So Tony's saying, and now Angela's listening at the door, head tilted, and Tony's saying, it's yeah, no course. big deal. And Mona's like, it's no big deal. She said she loves you. He's like, I know. I was there. And she, Mona says, so are the kids. Everybody heard it. And now Angela's like, oh, no. 
hair is very large in this episode. I know. Her hair has been toned down a bit this season, but I feel like now we're back to season three hair. I have large hair. hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now she's like, but, I got to get out of here, <laughs> and I'm never coming home again. <laughs> I know. And, and the great thing about this part is, is once again, it's um, Mona trying to push them together. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh. I mean, I know that's obvious, but it's just like Mona's always been a big like proponent of them getting together yep. and like and you know Angela what's wrong with you like right. my god <laughs> you know I know and like as as annoying as Mona can be and but I think she it's also a sweet yes. like she wants them she to be together she definitely wants it like she hired him right. because right. she She's, wanted her daughter to marry him right How quickly I think she we saw forget. he was a sweet guy right with a little girl, and this was this completes their family, so let's get this moving here. And I don't think she expected it was going to take this long. None of us expected it no. was going to take this long. And none of us did this. If any of <laughs> us knew at this point that it, how long it does take, right. he would have stopped watching. <laughs> so she's like, you know what? You need a level with me. You and Angela have some heavy-duty feelings for mm-hmm. each other. And Tony's like, you got to lighten up. This isn't the young and the restless here. Uh, the Young and the Restless. I like that I, reference. Yeah. Which, well, no, that probably wouldn't have been an ABC. Oh, Young and the Restless. No, it's CBS. It was CBS. It was CBS. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. I thought yeah, it was yeah, CBS. Yeah, that's true. It should have been a General Hospital or... Or, no, no, General Hospital was... ABC, for sure. Oh, it was? Yeah. You're right, because it came after All My Children. Right, right. That was the other one, All My Children. All My Children would have been the other one. Yeah, General okay. Hospital was my show. Okay, but also he should have <laughs> the said... The Young and the Restless. He should have said One Life to Live, because that's the show that Judith was on. And his oh, that would even better. But I guess because it wasn't really... A, I think he has used that reference to her before on this show, so yeah, maybe right. they either didn't want to use it twice, or because he's not talking about her here. Okay, sure. so yeah, he says, uh, it's not The Young and the Restless, you know, lighten up. Angela is only saying these things because she ate too much lasagna. Mm. Mona's like, well, what Apparently, are you going to do Angela about it? Apparently, Angela is Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? She ate too much lasagna. <laughs> God. Mona says, what are you going to do about it? He's like, I'm going to use less garlic. <laughs> now, Mona follows him around the kitchen, and she's like, it's a tough world out there. <laughs> and good relationships are hard to come yeah, by. Yeah, I mean, she, it's it. She's selling it like... What is wrong with you? Yeah. Now, this Get kind there. of parallels the conversation she had with Angela when Angela told Mona that Tony said, I love you, when he was having surgery. Because right. remember, she was like, how do you feel about him? Right. Like, this is this episode's the answer to that episode. Right. I know it comes up later in the yeah, episode. Yeah. But. So, yeah, this is cute that now she's really egging him on to find out. She's like, so if somebody says they love you, even if they're asleep, you go for it. <laughs> <I know. laughs> And she That's says, I would. And he's like, well, it's different between me and Angela. And she's like, no, stop it. You guys have enough electricity to light up a small city. Ooh. And he's like, oh, come on. No way. And then he says, oh, maybe Dubuque. Okay. Which we in, you know the reference to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that reference is that's the city where um, Tony Danza went to college. He went to the University of Dubuque, I believe it was called. Um, I think maybe Dubuque small. I'm assuming Dub- I've because never been. Because if, if they have electricity, well, it's maybe Dubuque. I right, right. I think it must be small. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it's a small town. It's in Iowa, right? Which is where Tony Maselli ends up later in this series, too. Spoiler alert. Okay. Now it's the night of the party. And I love... Okay, so he has blown up pictures. 
There's a few great things about this party. <laughs> One, he's blown up these pictures of Angela, and they're adorable because they're real pictures of Judith Light. I'm I know. assuming that's a baby picture of her. It's certainly a picture of her on the right. Um, and then I, I think the middle one, you can tell it's her also. So how do you blow up a picture? I don't know. How do they do this back I guess then? you had to take it to like, was Kinko's around? <laughs> I don't know. And then... They Wait, scan do you, it? now do you mean Tony Maselli or do you mean the production of the show? Um, well, both, but but well, get both. Like, yeah. how, I just how did you do it then? I don't know. I and don't I would remember. imagine you would, would have imagine had to have, have a negative because there's no way you could have gotten uh, this quality print from a uh, print of a picture. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, so they would have had to get the negatives Negative. from her to get these printed, and then, and then yeah, I mean, them. I'm sure there was some oh, sort I'm of sure print. I'm sure there was some shop. kind of photo print. I know. Yeah. I mean, posters were made, billboards were made, right, so right. I, I get it, but. Um, yeah, it's just the resolution just wasn't saying, quite as good. I'm just then. saying, yeah, the ease of it then. Right, way like different now than we, now. Like now, you can go on, I can go on the internet <laughs> right. and order a poster <laughs> yeah. of some, you know, anything. a beer can in my house, right. and then it'll be here in three days. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, what did Tony do? How long no. was Tony planning He's, this birthday party that, right. like, four months ago, better get those negatives to the, <laughs> to the, the Kinko's. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, like... That's a, it's like extreme planning. I know. You know what, I mean? what do you think they did with these pictures afterwards? I think give them to the Judith's parents or something. I know they ended up in a dumpster, Probably just like everything in else in all these TV shows. <laughs> okay, so Tony spent so much time working on these photos that he didn't invite anyone else to the party. <laughs> this is the saddest surprise <laughs> know, that, party ever. <laughs> I know that is the other thing. Like nobody, like Wendy Whitner wasn't no, available. No, she has no friends anymore. Or yeah, who was the um, Isabel? Yeah, um, or yeah, yeah. Or yeah. even what about like even some um, of Sam's the, friends, the kids' friends? Yeah, some anybody. of the other housekeepers and no one you could invite this to is, this party. It's not a party. You got to stop calling it a party. <laughs> this it's is a, a family gathering. <laughs> this is you came home to your family in the dark and they yelled surprise at you. Yeah, That's what which this is. is I feel like is way more <laughs> pathetic than just having a family gathering. I know. I don't know. And what, do you think she was expecting a full-on party? And I just think it's. I am sorry. I. <laughs> And I think it's just silly that you have an episode where somebody's supposed to have a surprise party, and it's not like some people. Right. They didn't have any extras here. They couldn't find anyone. Like people that pretend, just pretend that they had friends that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just like extras that friends right. we've never seen before. I mean, we know. Just people in the background. Right. That's right. all you had to do. And all you had to do was fill that living room space where right, the pictures with some are. Right. people. And that's it. Yeah. No, right, nothing. I'll, I mean, Lyle and, and her. Lyle and his wife, who's her cousin. None of those people? No one. But yeah, I get it. You're not going to hire actors to come back for this one scene, but just throw a few people in the background. We can't tell who it is anyway. It's dark. Okay. I know. Anyway, so he looks at the one picture of Judith and, and, uh, or Angela and says, where did you go? I know. It's just, it's, just, <laughs> so he's pacing back and forth. I missed that. I mean, I don't remember it. It's so funny. No. It does. It's just hilarious. So Sam says, Dad, can I ask a dumb question? Why are we trying to surprise Angela if she already knows? Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, because she wanted a surprise party. I planned a surprise party, and she's going to get a surprise party. Yeah, he's, he's fed. He's had it. He really has I had, had to it. get these large pictures right. printed. I had to make an entire cake. And then and I had to buy these little rainbow hats. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a surprise party. And he blew up all those balloons. He did. All those, yeah. And yeah. Jonathan's like, well, where is she? I've been sitting here in the dark for half an hour already. I want to cut the cake. And 
Tony's and, like, okay, and, don't and, you even breathe on that cake. Now, oh, here's yeah, another right. thing, okay? Okay. Anytime anyone is like 20 minutes late to where they're supposed to be, I immediately think that they're dead. And no one here is at all concerned that Angela could have gotten into a car accident on the way home. I know, but yeah, I guess. I mean, there's maybe, no cell phones or anything then. And that's things true. Happen, yes, and you're right. People had traffic and you didn't know that there was traffic. Yes, that's you a good no point. You had no idea. You didn't go that's to Sig Alert. Well, yeah. here we have Sig Alert. You didn't go to whatever traffic website your right. city has. You didn't have has. a citizen app that would tell you every terrible right, thing Right, that happening someone's carrying a machete around your neighborhood <laughs> and you can't get around them. Or whatever citizen That's true. Does. I guess you didn't freak out until someone had been gone for like hours, hours. before. It had to because, be hours. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Yeah, because no one's at all alarmed. All right, so then he says, don't you even breathe on that cake. And he said, I want it to be perfect for Angela. Well, it's not perfect for Angela because Mona walks in, turns on the lights. Who knew there was a light switch there? And says, this chocolate fudge cake is delicious. I mean, I is she a child? Like... <laughs> You know it's a birthday cake. You know not to. You've already ruined the surprise. Now you've ruined right. the cake. Yep, yep. Ruins everything. Thanks, mom. She and she's probably the reason Mona's why Angela. Really selfish. <laughs> she's really selfish. Again, if you think about it, a funny. She's very selfish. Sitcom characters are funny people, but they would be terrible people in real life. Yeah, that's very true. That is always true. Yes. Okay. So. Um, and, and, and meanwhile, we know that Angela's making sure everybody remembers it's her birthday because her mom has forgotten before. Okay. Right, so that's she, true. M- Mona's like, well, come on. I didn't touch any of the letters. And then she looks down and she's like, oh. Okay, so it says, happy birthday, <laughs> Angela. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, so he's like, this is the worst... But this is the worst surprise party I've ever thrown. Oh, no, he's so, and when that raises another question... <laughs> How many surprise parties? This is the worst because you didn't invite anyone to the party. You know, that's probably, true. I've thrown a surprise party for you. You have, and you invited people, and it was fantastic. Yeah, it wasn't like this. It was just stuff, <laughs> just the family. But, and it was before. Wait, no, no, it was after we had kids. Yeah, I didn't just come home to you and the kids sitting no, in the dark. No, wait a minute. Well, there was one before we. Yeah, yeah, I've thrown two surprise parties. Yeah, I got a. So up I'm, my like, game. I'm, I'm like, I'm like uh, Tony Danza, and I've. Miss Sally. I mean, well, yeah, Tony Maselli, sorry. That I've thrown multiple. Um, That's true. Yeah, parties. okay. So he says, this is the worst surprise party I've ever thrown. The guest of honor doesn't show up. I got a half-eaten cake, and I just broke the rubber band off my hat. Sorry. What happened? <laughs> well, I, I don't know why I said sorry. <laughs> the, the cat was on the piano bench, and she was slowly rolling backwards <laughs> onto her back oh, and did not no. realize she was at the edge of the bench. And she went down, oh. and the other cat was next to the bench, and he took off like the house was being firebombed. I don't know what the hell is that. Right, and well. the dog ran for no reason, just because he does that. He ch- I think he thinks it's time to play chase, and he oh chases them. Our children aren't even here I right know, now. And we They're can't still get through on vacation, and we freaking can't podcast. Okay. All right, sorry. So Mona's like, where could she be? The answering service says she left hours ago. Oh, see, that's the answering service. Okay. So that was the cell phone. Right, but still no concern that she could be dead on the road somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's another good point. That's true. And then... Well, yeah, yes. Mona says, baby, she didn't want a surprise party. Or somebody says that. And they're like, no way. She was way excited. Oh, right. Well, no, but at this point, she says, the answering service says she left 30 minutes ago. And then Tony's like, let's not overreact. I'll check the hospital. Hang on, not yet, though. Oh, I'm... I'm is, yeah, yeah, is my yeah, thing behind? I don't know. 
Probably. All right. The cats threw us off here. I know. I'm, I'm like kind of sweating now. And uh, somebody says, maybe she didn't want a surprise party. And Jonathan's like, no way. She was so excited. She was trying to find out what Grandma and Tony were planning. Okay, yeah, you're right. And then they're like, wait, what? And he said, well, this morning when I came back in for my homework, Mom was listening at the kitchen door. So now they realize, oh, no. She heard what we were talking about. So then Tony does say, yes, no one panic. I'll check all the hospitals. You check okay? Sorry, I tried to okay. I tried to skip over a very important part of this episode. <laughs> but so now, when they now that they understand that Angela most likely is hiding from them and not dead, he decides he's going to check the hospital. Right, right. <laughs> oh all right. But yes, yeah, so thirty-one flavors. Right. So Tony says, "I'll check the hospital. You check thirty-one flavors," which I think was that's you know a reference to obviously Angela's eating. Um, right, her wanting ice cream or eating okay, sweets. That, yeah. yeah. But so I thought for, I thought, well, 31 Flavors is Baskin Robbins, right. right? So I tried to look up if at some point they were called 31 Flavors. But I'm looking at, uh, on their Wikipedia, at their older logos, um, the 30, well, now the 31 is worked into the, if, right. if you've yeah, ever yeah. seen a Baskin Robbins logo, the BR has the 31 worked into it. Right. If you didn't know that, you're welcome. <laughs> look at it and you'll see the 31. <laughs> But and the only reason I say that is I think it took me a very long time to realize. Oh yeah, it. I did not know so, that until somebody pointed out to me. Like right. Two years so ago. once you see it, you never unsee it. Right. But um, if you don't, you know, I mean, if you didn't know before, but um, but they're older. They had an older logo that that it was just Baskin Robbins, really small, and it said thirty one. So I think maybe okay. back then people yeah. just called, called it thirty one flavors. You know, I mean, that's probably a very um, northeast thing too. Hey, let's go over to thirty one right. flavors. <laughs> But I do you know why they do you do you know why they have thirty one flavors? No, and do they always only have thirty one flavors? They always only have thirty one flavors, but they've had um, thousands of flavors over the years. But they okay. only always have thirty one flavors because they want you to be able to have a different ice cream for every day of the month. Oh my goodness! And I, I thought didn't that was know that. I thought that was fascinating enough to bring up. And completely derail this podcast and <laughs> tell everybody about it because I thought it was so fascinating I, when I, I just read that. I also find that fascinating. I do, I, had I no do. Idea. I did not either. It's on the Wikipedia, yeah. and Wikipedia never lies. So <laughs> go take a look, everybody. But okay. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. look at that Baskin Robbins that is, logo. That is interesting. Yes, yes, that is interesting. Okay. All right. Keep going. So now. He goes running out, and I don't know what the rest of the family does. Probably eats the rest of her cake. So she. They actually do eat more when you find (laughs) out later. So now Angela is at a bar, and she's sitting alone, and she says into her drink, Here you go. Happy birthday, Angela. It's just you and me, kid. And the bartender, (laughs) (laughs) the bartender's like, You got troubles, lady? Okay, this guy. His name is, yes, so it's Joe. He's played by Michael Aldridge. Oh, wait a minute. Aldridge, he's not, no, it's different spelling. I was wondering if he was related to the Aldridge who was a writer on the show, but I don't believe so. Okay, so this guy was in a lot of stuff, like well-known stuff. Character actor, all in the family. Okay, Uh, I felt like I recognize him, but I don't know. I have no idea from what. Yeah, probably just from shows here and there. Right, okay. So, The Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, Bob Newhart show, The Incredible Hulk. Okay. Quincy Emmy, and I'm just, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm not naming everything. Right, you're just throwing out episodes that might be a little more popular. 
Uh, okay. And then, yeah, he was on Taxi, so I wonder if he knew oh, Tony Danza. Maybe. Yes, possibly. I think all these people just like would call Tony. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, you got you're on some new episode, yeah. a new show. <laughs> Anything know. for me? Like it could be a coincidence or it could just be like, oh, yeah. Because Tony Danza seems like a loyal guy if you, you know, if he likes you. So it seems like maybe he worked with these people and just thought like, oh, let me call this guy up for this or something. Scarecrow, Mrs. King, the eighteen oh, okay. oh, yeah. family wow. Wow. ties. He's Hill character actor. Yes, tons of stuff. And unfortunately, he passed away in 1997 at Ooh. the age of 56. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's young in this episode. Yeah. This is only about eight years. So he lived nine more that, years right? after this. Nine more years. Yeah. And you said he was 56. So he's 50, like 47 so like, here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, seven. he looks older than me, and he's. <laughs> and it's not. I know, but people looked older than I know, than. they did. They, did. they, they just did. did. It okay. just made you feel. Oh, yeah, he's a bartender. I don't know. Yeah. Stop. What are you doing? Okay, now the cat's sorry. on Kevin's. Hang on. And he, she's turned on airplane mode. And <laughs> Hang on. Get out of here. <laughs> so, Angela says, I was talking in my sleep, and I said I love my housekeeper, and everybody heard me. All right, now I don't like Joe so much anymore here because he says, hey, lady, it's not that kind of bar. I know. Yeah. <sighs> I know. But, for, I mean, for the amount of jokes that Three's Company was, well, actually, that was way before the show, but Yeah, but it's, jokes, it's 1988. I know. It's, it was completely acceptable for you to be like, you know, you can't be in here if you're gay, I guess. But the interesting thing is Judith Light is such a big advocate for LGBTQ+, and has been for most of her life. I mean, vocally most of her life, I'm sure all of her life. And it's just interesting that, like, she wouldn't be like, can we just change that to something else that's not quite as offensive? But I do, honestly don't think it would have been seen as offensive then. It was just a thing that you could say. Right, this, hey, it's not that kind of bar right. in there. Cause because you, that, I mean, the gay people I mean, had to go now. to the gay bars and, right, right, right. and hide, basically. But yeah, so we'll just let that go because it's the time. Okay, now, I mean, not that we can do anything about it. <laughs> no. All right, so she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. My housekeeper is a man, and I can never face him again. And he's like, oh, that's really humiliating. All right, this drink's on the house, and he walks away. I know, he's like, this one's on me. (laughs) So he goes over to talk to some other person in the bar, and this guy is credited, but he has no lines, and I don't know... um, Oh, but he is credited. That's interesting. Yes. But you know what? I think, honestly, he probably had, or someone in his family credited him in this episode because they knew he was in it because they wouldn't have had his name in the credits. We can check one of his roles. Mm. But I don't think he would have been credited by the show. But you can update IMDb if you have an IMDb Pro. Um, Okay. Now, so she says to him, you know, my family is throwing a whole birthday party right now for me and I'm not there and she's like you probably think I'm a horrible person and then he's like shouldn't you be telling all this to a shrink and she's like I tried she's on vacation that's funny I know because you know Angela has a (laughs) on-call shrink (laughs) now do you think it's the same lady we saw I don't know that's I'm I'm gonna say it's her yes yeah because that that lady knows all about her and Tony's right yeah, issues, and she knows that will. she loves... I mean, this is not a new revelation for Angela. Angela's known since the beginning of the season that she is in love with Tony. She's now just said it because she's keeping it inside. Um, so that lady would probably be like, you're being ridiculous. Why don't you go see if this man wants to go out on a date with you and stop coming to my office? 
Okay, so she says she's on vacation, which she probably isn't on vacation. She just doesn't want to hear from Angela right now. <laughs> right. She's so, like, oh, turn off the phones. So she sucks down her drink and she says to Joe, "Make give me another, but make it a double." Mm. And he's like, "Okay, another tequila sunrise virgin." Yeah, virgin tequila sunrise. <laughs> virgin tequila sunrise. And he's like, "You sure you don't want anything stronger?" And she's like, "Oh no, I really feel the grenadine starting." I, that's to hilarious. Kick, that's so funny. Grenadine. <laughs> what is grenadine? Uh, grenadine. It's a a um. It's non-alcoholic uh, bar syrup. Oh, okay. With flavor, just like a you know, sweet it's kind of syrup. flavored. Yeah, it has. It can be f- any kind of flavor, but huh. yeah, it's just a bar syrup. I think it's in a Shirley Temple. <laughs> oh yeah, that sounds if about right. Correctly. Yep, that would make sense. Uh, okay, so he says, you know, if you're so crazy about this guy, how come you haven't said anything to him while you're awake? And she's like, because I don't know. Mm, I know she doesn't. Yeah, it's no, none of us know. Her. Nobody knows. <laughs> we're four, almost five seasons in. Be- because, Joe, we're worried the show's going to get canceled <laughs> if we let them get, let us get together. That's right. Um, and he's like, well, wait a minute. I know. So he says your subconscious is manifesting these deep-seated desires. Joe. But your conscious self isn't ready to put them into words. He's like, basically, you're just not ready. Wow, Joe is I know. a shrink. Yeah, and then she's Who needs like, a shrink when you got Joe? Yeah. She says, you must have studied under a great bartender. <laughs> so, yeah, so now we got Joe vocalizing, you're not ready. Really? Angela's not ready. What is Angela not ready for? I don't know. Finally being happy, Angela? That's right, because there's ready nothing for? else out there. Right. I mean, that's as good as what you have. You already have somebody in the house. Right. That you get Ready along with, you get along with your family. Yeah. You you have that you basically are married. You're just not having sex, so you're torturing yourself and then having sex. Yeah, just, just, why are we doing <laughs> like, this? <if> we can't, <laughs> with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so he walks away, and Tony comes in, and he's he's found her. Yep. So he sits down next to her and he says, is this seat taken? And she's all embarrassed. She's like, Tony, how did you find me? She's like, oh, I can't believe you found me. I was never coming home again. (laughs) And so he says that he has a network that helped him find her. So he called the fireman and the policeman. Right, right, right. And then he found a meter maid. He told the meter maid to keep an eye out for her jag. And then she's like, well, which one found me? He says, Tony, the housekeeper. I was filling my van up across the street when I saw your car. So he says, you know, what are you doing in a place like this? Mona wouldn't even come here. Really? I mean, how bad could this bar be in Fairfield, Connecticut? I know. I know. Right. Like, uh, how far run down joint. is she? <laughs> right. But then Joe's like, you know Mona? And well, again, here's the thing, too. He was across the street filling his van when he saw... Her car. Right. Yeah. So he went to the <laughs> shitty part of town to fill up his van. I guess it's just like a crappy I'm, bar, maybe? Oh, yeah, maybe. And so he says, Oh, you yeah, know, why are you Mona? here? She wouldn't come here. You're right. That's a good point. It's not that side of town, but more or less the bar. Yeah, I guess it's like the bar. And plus, Angela probably doesn't Joe. go to bar. I know, really. This is Joe's bar. He looks like a perfectly nice man. And he, he does know Mona. She's a great little hula dancer. Okay. So then Angela says, Joe, I'd like you to meet Tony Maselli, my housekeeper. And he says, oh, so you're the deep-seated desire. Mm. And he's like, you told him? (laughs) She says, why not? Everybody else knows. So he's like, we got to talk about this. And Angela's like, listen, I'm perfectly fine. 
Uh, and then Joe comes over with a number of his shrink that maybe she could talk to. <laughs> to emergency shrink. <laughs> and Angela says, you know, in light of my bedroom blatherings, I don't think our situation's going to work out anymore. Somebody has to move. I'll look for a place in the morning. <laughs> Where's she going? It's her house. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they could have paused there a little bit longer for Tony to get a little nervous. Right. <laughs> but it's just ridiculous that she's, I mean, obviously she's just saying this is a joke. But the fact that she would even entertain the idea of moving out because <laughs> she's not going to kick Tony know, out. So for silly. What she said. So he says, you know, you don't, there's nothing to be embarrassed about last night. You didn't do anything that I haven't done. And then he says, remember that time I was getting my appendix out and I pretty much said close to what you said? And she says, no, you said exactly what I said. So he's like, all right, well, there you go. Now, we- hang on, just for the record, Tony did not say getting his appendix out. Appendix out. What did he say? He said he was getting his appendix removed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Which I find funny. <laughs> No one ever says that. They always say, I got my, yeah, my appendix, appendix out. out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I guess got my re- appendix well, removed. He's gearing up for college, so he's starting to try to oh, use more. Oh, that's true. I always forget that he's right. <laughs> Maybe I always that's what that. it is. Okay. Uh, and so he's like, we both have feelings. And then Joe yells, you guys could be a great couple if you both stay unconscious. <laughs> All right, Joe. Okay, yeah. Now stay in your lane. Right. <laughs> you've worn out your welcome, Joe. All right. Um, so she says he has a po- point. And Tony's like, baloney. I don't need to be unconscious to tell you how I feel about you. Does he really say baloney? Yes, I think so. (laughs) And she's like, oh, really? Okay, well, then how do you feel about me? So he's like, "Uh, all right, well, look, you know, we've been through a lot. He's like, we've known each other a long time. We live down the hall. We've shared many appliances. And, you know, when you've been through all that, well, let me put it in another way. It's a tough world out there. And he's like, well, yeah, that about wraps it up. So he's, he said nothing. I know, but I, <laughs> I kind of think this scene's great because it like kind of just buries it, puts it under the rug, and that's that. Like, well, I mean, he explains. I don't know. He basically says, yeah, there's sexual tension. And right. Yeah, we, I don't know. Yeah. It just, I thought that was funny. It, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's true in that like way that you can't really vocalize these things sometimes like you can say it in your head but when you're right in front of the person sometimes it's harder to actually get the words out and they need to bury this so that they can continue on for three yeah three more years yeah so yeah so he's got to say he's got to say a lot without saying anything here and he does a good job of it okay so joe comes over and he says to today's best customer and he hands angela a little bowl of peanuts right yeah, I think something. so. Peanuts or uh, something with a candle, with a candle in, it. in it. Yeah. And so she goes to there like he tells her to make a wish. And in true Angela style, she pauses for a moment and then says, "When I was a little girl." Oh my god, yeah. I <laughs> lost it here. It's so funny. And Tony's like, "Oh my god." I know. God, Tony's like, to "Come on. I just want to go home." <laughs> and so she says she used to stay up all night before her birthday thinking of what she was going to wish. And she wouldn't tell anyone because she was sure if she did, then her wish wouldn't come true. Mm. So he's like, will you just blow out the candles? So she does. It's candle. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Will you just blow out the candle? And so she does. And he says, I hope your wish comes true. And she's like, you do? What do you think she wished for? 
that they're going to figure this out at some point to get in the sack ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and he says happy birthday. And then he gives her such a cute little hug. This would have been a great moment for a kiss, but that would undo everything we've just. Right. We just like just wrapped up in a nice little bow to be put on a shelf for three more years. So he's like, come on, you got to get home. Oh, they're beer nuts. It was beer beer nuts. Okay. Uh, he's like, we got to get home. You know, the family's waiting for you, and you have a cake that says La on it. Yeah, see, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think now at this point Mona's eaten that much, or that everybody else just started eating the cake so no. they can't take it Yes, anymore? before he left the house, the kids were probably whining, and he was like, whatever, just eat the cake. Okay, and so then... he went to go check the hospitals to see right. if Angela's alive, and they're all <laughs> yeah. eating cake. Pretty much, yep. They've, well, hopefully Mona, Mona, Mona and Mona went over to 31 Flavors on her bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> to look for her. But then somehow just found someone to have sex with on the way. That's, yeah. And she's not looking for anyone. Okay. So he's like, never mind. Just say goodnight to Joe. So they say goodbye. And then Tony, on the way out, he's like, hey, Angela, you ever been to Dubuque? Mm. And she's like, no, why? And he's like, it's a nice city. Well lit. And then they close the door. Yes. She doesn't understand the reference. No, not at all. (laughs) And you didn't understand it. I know, but I I missed the first (laughs) part. I didn't. I didn't register. Um, Okay, so now we cut to the tag, and we're back in the hallway again, and we're outside Angela's door, and this time she's saying, "Chocolate fudge, Mm -hmm. can I have another piece?" (laughs) And so (laughs) this is what I feel like you'd be saying in your (laughs) sleep. Yes, if it has anything to do with food, uh, that's what I'm going to be dreaming about. Um, and so John then comes out again, and he's like, oh, here we go. And then he walks by Sam's room, and he hears Sam saying, come on, Dad, just let me go to the mall. Then he hears Mona say, oh, Charlie, I love the way you painted the ceiling. Oh, God. That's disturbing. It is. Because <laughs> she's sleeping next to Samantha. It is, I know. <laughs> and then he hears Tony and Tony is hearing so, like an announcer say that Miscelli's up to the plate. Right. It's going. It's gone. And then he says, this is who? Uh, Mel Allen. Uh, he, he was a sportscaster, but, and, but he, he was best known for his... Um, um, he was the primary play-by-play announcer for the New York Yankees. Oh, okay. So, so he's sense. baseball. Right, baseball right. mostly. So then Jonathan's like, I can't take it anymore. And he covers his ears. And that's Mm. the end of the episode. (laughs) I know. The only one who wasn't sleep talking. I know. Jonathan didn't talk about anything in his sleep. Whatever. Okay. So I. Would it be like talking about lizards and stuff? Probably. (laughs) Jenny Whitner? I don't don't know. know. Uh, Okay. I I have to do rating first this week. Uh, Is that how we used to do it? Rating was first. (laughs) Yes, rating was first and then the boss, but I know okay. for a fact that I did boss first, last which time. means that I did rating second last okay. time, so I got to do rating first this time. Okay. okay. So I gave this episode a seven. Okay. Like, it has cute parts. First of all, I love the way they use Jonathan. Um, yeah, that was good. You know, it's a cute storyline. It right. has cute parts. I'm annoyed at how much they, like, are trying to scale back. The Tony and Angela, like, you know, we obviously get some juicy Tony and Angela stuff here, but then the end is very kind of, yeah, you know, okay. like we're just going to wrap this up and pretend that it never happened. Um, but whatever. So that's why I took a little bit off. But otherwise, I think it's a pretty cute episode. Okay. Uh, I'll agree. I think it's a seven. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think that 
the talking in the sleep stuff silly you know what i mean of course but i mean it made for the whole episode and i think i like i agree with you i like the jonathan parts i thought he had such he had some great scenes especially the Mm -hmm. tipping of the hat was just so (laughs) cute and like um there were just some great moments in it and um and uh and it and it just kind of like included everybody you know what i mean yeah it did not equally necessarily but like everybody had you know, it was like the whole family was in the episode doing everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. So, um, so yeah, I thought that, um, that overall it was a seven. I'll go, I'll agree with you. Great. Who is the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Tony is the boss. All right. I mean, I think that's obvious. He, he, um, he kept it together the whole time when, uh, when, um, Angela was having sex dreams about him. <laughs> And, um, you know, didn't, and as much as, as immature sometimes as Tony can be, he, he handled it well. Yeah, that's true. And once she real, you know, realized he knew he still tried to hide it and, um, just kind of sweep it under the rug and move on and go on with the, with the, with the party. And I mean, and he's also the boss because the whole time he was planning this fantastic party where he was blowing up pictures and doing all this stuff and balloons and blowing up the balloons and everything um and then in the end um when he tries to you know when the party is supposed to happen she's embarrassed and he goes and tracks her down in the van and brings her back and everything so um and then brings the family back together again so without a doubt tony's the boss i agree I agree so much that I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, I don't think there is. I just covered everything. I'm going to use my time to say, do you think that at some point Tony was like, damn, she's having a sex dream about me? Oh, God, absolutely. (laughs) Any male would have run with that. (laughs) Except in a perfect world, it would have been like you just pounce the next day. (laughs) Doesn't matter what the circumstances are. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just kidding. That sounds a little... A little bad. You I know, but that. Is but I understand what you're saying. Right. right. Be like, hey, I think you like me. I well, like you. Let's, let's make something time. happen here. Right. But yeah, I know he does really kind of keep his cool for the fact that she d- was. I don't think I really realized that she was actually having a sex dream until we watched it tonight. But. Oh, really? You haven't yeah. watched it in a while? No, I mean, I don't know. I just figured she was saying, oh, Tony. For some other, I don't know why. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> you cleaning that rug so good. Good job on the rug. Well, I would have immediately. Th- that's immediately what I thought. But the second night, she's just having a dream about him because she's saying, "Listen to me," and then I love. Yeah. So the first night, well, maybe. I think. I yeah, know. the first night they consummated, and then the second night she said she loved him. All right. Anyway, all right, so you can reach us. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to reach us at this point, but you can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram or Who's the Boss Pod one on Twitter. On Facebook, we have a page called Who's the Boss Podcast page or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast and there you can leave us a voice message. So next time we're going to cover the season finale. Ah. Yes, and this episode is called The Two Tonys. So that's our next episode, and then we are Ow. done with season four. Sorry, the cat just <laughs> the attacked me. <laughs> I mean, she, her little nail just came. <laughs> um, let me see. When was this one recorded? Oh, okay. This episode was actually shot the 12th episode of the season. It was shot between New Kid in Town, which is when Jesse shows up, and A Fishy Tale. But the they finale? must. finale? 
No, the one that we just did. Oh, okay. This All episode. Right. But oh. they must have realized, like, we should hang on to this until Til sweeps, the until they the closer to the end, because okay. it's relationship heavy. But yeah, that's interesting. It was shot way before. So then the two Tonys, which is the season finale, was the actual last episode shot of the season. And I remember this at next episode, the two Tonys. We yeah, watched this. I know. We watched I, this I don't know how recently. I feel about this one, so we'll find I know. out. All right. Well, well you stay tuned. You'll find out next week. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends and maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother... And your sister or brother, maybe have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.